From the towns of the nation, we'd like to do a song for you about the larger picture. There's only one season lately. There used to be an agreement between the seasons that they would all come and stay for three months and then go to wherever seasons go when they're not where we are. Lately, there has been no spring, no summer, and no fall. Politically and philosophically and psychologically, there has only been the season of ice. It is a season of frozen dreams and frozen nightmares, a scene of frozen progress and frozen ideas, frozen aspirations and inspirations. They call the season winter. We call the song Winter in America. Assalamu alaikum, brother. Peace to the God. Peace to the universe. We are back in DFN Universe. That song is called Large Pro is a Go by Red Souls. Little intro to the podcast tonight, brother. We got a lot to talk about. Hmm. I don't know how to turn down the damn volume. Hola, hola. Jesus Christ. All right, brother. Out of, out of the uh, chaos and confusion comes black power thinking, psychology, and humor. Welcome back, Dr. Moore. Indeed. What's on your mind, brother? Because when I start, it's going to be trouble. <laughs> uh, I've been texting you all day. I can't seem to get out of trouble. One thing after another, brother. Okay. But uh, as we spoke of last night, we're not going to let the incidences, plural, um, change our minds. Or change our narrative. I heard something Jaguar Wright said tonight. And she said that protest, marching, and all this other stuff is all well and good. But it's not going to get us to the promised land. So on that note, brother, I'll let you take the floor. Or I'll take a sip of my Guinness. <laughs> Uh, I'm, bro, I don't even know how to start with that. Um, so are are you asking me to respond to that? That Texas, anything? Well, well, just with, in, in terms of what you just said, um, yes. in terms of uh, the sister saying that protesting is not going to get us to the promised land. Yes, right? sir. Uh, my response to that is I agree but I don't know what the promised land is and I don't know what one thing is 
that that one thing is she that gave, we'll, she gave one answer because uh, uh in in fairness to her I'll finish the statement out she said um we need something more substantive and she mentioned education excuse me so that's where I was like I agree and I don't usually agree with people with conspiracy theories but um, she said something right to me that registered with me and I don't know how you feel about it I well I have no choice but to agree <laughs> with, with with that, um, but 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 still with 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 a grain of salt. And, yes, sir. And my grain of salt is, um, I believe, like Barack Obama believed, that education um, was definitely the tool um, that got him to where he he is. Yes, sir. I believe that um, he said that education was the um the main ingredients in terms of mm-hmm. where he and Michelle are in their life that was the one thing that um that fulfilled the gap in terms mm-hmm. of um what allowed them to get to where they they are in life had mm-hmm. not it been for education he would not have been able to be an attorney he would not have been able to to go to school he would not mm-hmm. have been the president he would not have been a senator he, he would not have been any of those things had not it been for his education. Hmm. So I agree 100%. Um, in, in, in fact, it, it um, uh, when I hear people argue against education, it, hmm. um, it, 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 it frustrates me to, to some degree. There, I, there's, no, there's no way I could be having a legitimate or intelligent conversation without education. In, 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 in my opinion, and, and what I and what I mean by that is, I we could have an education. I mean, we could have a conversation, but it could not be an intelligent conversation, hmm. in my opinion. We we could have an argument based on opinion, hmm. right? But it, there 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 would not necessarily be anything scholastic about it, right? And and we could just be arguing, you know, among you know ourselves. Based on our limited um, exposure, to, you know, mm-hmm. to things, right? Yes, and sir. and and I remember having a conversation years ago with you, and this was prior to me going to school, mm-hmm. and you said to me, uh, "Brother, be careful about sounding intelligent to a fool." Mm-hmm. And 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 so I say that. It, to say that there are a lot of people that, depending on who their audience is, they seem intelligent. They sound <laughs> intelligent. Now, what I am, I, I, but I want to add a, um, um, uh, a caveat to that and say okay. that I'm not saying that you have to be a doctor or have a doctoral degree to have intelligence. That's 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 not what I'm saying. I, I you could be an intelligent person and not have any degrees, right? But mm-hmm. but what I am saying that we as a whole, if the tool that we're gonna use um 
to the land of freedom or the promised land, so to speak. Um, I think marching um, is an avenue, but marching to where? Right? To, exactly. is, 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 is it mar marching to education? Is it marching to church? Is it, you know, wh where are you marching to? You know, so so that, that to me, I, I don't have a problem marching. I support it, you know, and all that. I just I just want to be sure that the people that are marching know where they're marching to. Hmm. The um the context of what she said this um and was a little more controversial, but she did make an even deeper point with the conspiracy that she um, conveyed. She said, allegedly, that um, DMX did not die of an overdose. I confirmed and fact-checked that. Um, there was... Um, no conclusion on DMX dying of a um, drug overdose from the medical examiner. Um, she said, allegedly, he died of, uh, now I don't believe this, but this is what she said, and we could argue the point of whether it's valid or not, but this is what she said after the, the conspiracy, but let me mention it right quick. She said that he died taking the COVID vaccine and develop a, a blood clot. Hmm. But here's what she said after, which made a lot of sense to me. I don't think what she said, uh, what she alleges um, of, of his uh, death was. Um, here's what she said afterward. She said that we not we, because there's plenty of doctors that are black, but there are not plenty of doctors that are into this fight for black struggle, black liberation, black self-determination that could tell us whether these type of allegations are true or that could even invent or produce a protection from for us medically if we're not going to school to raise these doctors, these professionals in the medical field, we have no other choice but to be subjected to whatever is out there, conspiracy or not. Okay. Um, do you want me to respond to that? Yes, sir. If you want, like to. If you don't, that's fine too. Well, I, I, you know, I think that I mean that makes sense, you know, to to a degree. In that, um, I think the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the um, Honorable Minister Farrakhan, has been making that argument since day one. Mm. Is that we need to produce our own doctors, mm. you know, our own lawyers. Um, you know, the only way that we, I think, are going to feel safe and secure is that if the information is coming from people that we raise ourselves, it's hmm. almost like um, raising the food that we want to eat. Hmm. You know, it's, it's, 
is 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 trusting ourselves versus trusting the government. If if we raise our own animals, if we grow our own uh, gardens, we know what that's going to produce because we raise that ourselves. So if we produce, you know, our, our own foods, if we produce our own doctors, our own lawyers, then I think that we put ourselves in a better position to be able to trust ourselves and be able to trust information as opposed to taking it from someone else. So I, I, I think, you know, the system makes a point. Yes, sir. Today I heard someone foolishly say um, everybody's entitled to their opinion, first off. But I heard someone foolishly say that, um, and this ain't the first time I heard it, that Malcolm X was killed because he's about to take the um, social injustice against black people to the UN. Um, now, there is some type of evidence that he was talking this, but I think it's kind of uh, crazy to think that Malcolm X, who was taught by Elijah Muhammad, who taught um, Minister Farrakhan, reared that brother up, that this man would think that he would have any grievance solved um, through the United Nations, which was somehow <laughs> erected. Uh, there was the League of Nations, if, every, if everybody knows their history, and most people don't, that talk this nonsense. The League of Nations was a world organization, and the United States, under I think, believe it was FDR, um, had the isolationist um, policy for foreign policy, where they rejected any um, notion of being in the League of Nations. And what they did, since America was such a superpower, is they created their own League of Nations, which would become the United Nations, and forced everybody to join that. And it brings up the point of the only ones that can tell the the story of the hunt is the hunter, not the hunted. We'll never hear the lion story. So we'll never hear the injustices in Africa the injustices in um, the Middle East, the injustices in Pakistan. These are the underdogs, and their story will never be told, but the United Nations is some um, office, international office of recognition and um, prestige that was just developed by the United States because they didn't want to have to comply with international law. They were going to project their democracy on the rest of the world with the United Nations. <clears throat> I, I, I don't know what to do with that. Um, 
I don't I don't know what to do with that. That, that sounds all over the place. Um, yes, sir. <clears throat> I mean, the way that this started, the way you started that conversation off, mm-hmm. uh, started that off, my first thought was where did this person get this information? And, and because I don't know that, it, you know, I'm, I, I don't know how to, I don't even know how to engage that. Um, not intellectually, I don't. I mean, if I just wanted to just be speaking, then I could just give some random um, thought, but I, I wouldn't do that because that's not how my brain works. So, um, so I don't know. I mean, when you, you, you started off by saying this person um, feels X, Y, and Z. And I don't know why they feel that way. What is that based on? Is it just their opinion or no, did they get there, that? There was some factual, um, uh, what's the word? Factual um, background to Malcolm X going before the United Nations um, about the social but, injustice. But if but was he going? Was he going there for that purpose? That the person said he was going. There you go. That that's what me and you both would have a problem with. Like, you damn fool. Yeah. That's where so, you making your mistake. Yeah. For I I give an example. Right. I used to have a next door neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um. And every night, bro, this dude would <laughs> knock on my door. And he was a, um, he was a quote, quote unquote, one of these woke people, right? Yes, sir. And I would be trying to study <laughs> for school. And this, I don't know what this dude did for a living. Um, but obviously he didn't have much to do for a living. Um, but he would knock on my door every night as, you know, to interrupt me to want to come outside every night and have a beer or whatever with him. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, dude, you know, I can't, you know, I've got stuff to do. I, you ain't got nothing to do. Why are you, 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 you know, disturbing me, you know? Um, so it started to become very irritating to me. But one of the things that I realized was that this dude knew that I was a Mason, right? <laughs> um, and so he was trying to solicit information from me, but he, but he was trying to do it in a trickster way. Hmm. Like he felt like he had all this knowledge about Malcolm X. Hmm. He, he's never been in a nation. He's never been in anything. Hmm. But he felt like he knew, right? And he felt like he knew all this. Also, he, he also <laughs> felt like he knew all this information about Masons. <laughs> so he would be talking to me. And he would be saying things like, um, "Well." I don't know where he get this, where he would get this information from, right? But it it, it, it some it, of the Mason uh, signages, uh, bro. I, I I don't know, but it you know sometimes the conversation would get very heated, right? So he like one time he told me that um, Minister Fer not Minister Farrakhan, um, Malcolm X didn't like his wife Betty. <laughs> That he really was in love with one of the sisters um, that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad had a ch- child by, and that he really saw Betty as like this overweight fat person, fat woman, or whatever, <laughs> and that um, he didn't 
want to have anything really to do with her. Mind you, he got like four kids by this woman. <laughs> but this dude is making these allegations, right? And then he would talk to me about things like that, wanting, like trying to get inside information from me. <laughs> And and then he would ask, and then he would talk to me about Mason, mm-hmm. and he would say things like, um, "So, you know how you can Google information from the right. internet and all that other stuff." Mm-hmm. So he would talk about like the first degree, the second degree, the third degree of Mason, mm-hmm. and then he would say things like, "So why wouldn't you give me the lion's paw <laughs> to raise me, you know, from a mental depth of power?" <laughs> and I would be like. You know, I, you know, when I hear people talk like that, like they, like they think they know something, but to say something as ignorant as that, you know, it is like, it is so foolish to me, right? Like, you, like you just let them go on in their stupidity, brother. Yeah, uh, yeah, bro. But I'm just saying that there are a lot of people out there that talk and think like that, hmm. and so. This brother was saying things like to me, saying things like that to me, thinking that he was hitting me with something mm-hmm. like, 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 like I know your secrets. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, w- what is a lion's paw? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what does that really mean raising you from a mental death and power? Mm-hmm. Because if you really want to be raised from a mental death and power, why would you need a lion's paw? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's just stupid stuff like that. Why you know, not a like, book, right? <laughs> you know, if, if you really knew anything about a mental death and power, hmm. you wouldn't even be having that conversation with hmm. me. You'd be home studying too. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it just speaks volumes to, to you know, you know, you're regurgitating something that you heard someone say. Hmm. You know, and thinking you're talking intelligent, but you really sound like a fool. Hmm. Because most people um, prefer to get their information handed to them than study. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. is a danger, brother, at the 20-minute mark in DFN University. It's actually 21 minutes and 15 seconds. It is 2.36 a.m. Brother, we're going to try to get through this sermon very quickly and let the church out early brother as soon as we collect the offering I would like to acknowledge the audience you are in DFN universe we are here with Dr. Moore and MF Doug when we come back brother we're going to get into some of these topics that I texted you tonight Um, I don't expect you to be well-informed on them, but uh, any insight or just um, opinion or any subject that you want to bring up will be indeed welcome. And we will be back after these messages. Text you back in three minutes, brother. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. That was on the song, that's all I'm going to say. Either your emotions have an impact. 
Welcome back. This is DFN Universe. If you're just joining us, that's Black, Red, and Yellow by Pearl Jam. Welcome back, Dr. Moore. Indeed. Peace of the God. Peace of the Universe. I'm going to shoot out three names at you. Barry Broad. Whoever this fucker is. James Scott. Hall and Robert Ross. Uh, let's deal with the last one first. As the first will be last, and the last will be first. Robert Ross, also known as Black Rob, we'd like to give uh, prayers and thoughts to the family, brother. The man who made Woe. I don't know any other song he made, but uh, Woe was pretty popular. Um, he spoke about DMX death and um, he knew that he was dying and uh, it didn't come too far after did he pass? yes sir 51 years old he died today okay I guess this morning because it says Sunday morning must have been a couple of hours ago. It's on Instagram with people um, sending out their condolences. Okay. Um, you remember that song, Will? I don't. Uh, can you tell me how it goes? Yeah, I'm going to try to play it for you right quick if I can. Um, in the meantime, uh, Let's get on to this um, bastard, James Scott Hall. Let me just make sure if I got his name right. No, Brandon Scott Hall. Uh, we talked about in our podcast um, white privilege and how that white privilege somehow is at least, so let me uh, uh, free you from any. Uh, <laughs> Um, liability to the, what I'm about to say um, because I think it needs to be said that um, I think that white privilege goes hand in hand it's not the causation of it so let's be clear but it goes hand in hand with any notion of a shooter a white shooter just going anywhere and shooting up the place. Um, I don't want you to be associated with that bold statement on my part. It's kind of irresponsible, but I believe that the psyche in white males that go on these mass shootings has to extend from the notion that they have the privilege to shoot and kill at will and then take their lives. 
You mean take their own lives? Yeah. Uh, this happened in Indianapolis. I'm going to play Woe for you right quick. And we will... Just a quick uh, little 16 bars. I know that song. Yeah, that, that was a famous song. Yeah, I know that. That's uh, Black Rob. Okay. So, any thoughts on this... Uh, guy damn name Brandon Scott Hall when he shot up in Indianapolis FedEx his co-workers and then shot and killed himself he was only 19 years old and he's having mental problems uh, his mother and father said and um, they thought that getting him a job with FedEx would um, somehow alleviate those um, uh, thoughts of grandeur, uh, thoughts of um, not being recognized for his, his talents and um, um, his um, anything that he had to offer the world was being ignored. And um, I think it attributed to, at least as the news reported it, um, his anger at the world for for not, um, according to his own work, words on the his uh, Facebook and Instagram pages, that um, he was being ignored. Any thoughts? Uh... <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, that's almost. I don't want to set you up. <laughs> that, that's and say all... something crazy. That, that that's almost comical to me. Um, it's comical <laughs> to me in that um, it, that almost speaks like to the epitome of white privilege to me. Um, it, it, if if in fact his parents thought thought that, and in fact he thought that, <laughs> if if his parents felt like. Um, his contributions to the world or whoever he was wasn't being recognized and he felt like it wasn't being recognized <laughs> and they felt like um, they should uh, help him get a job or he should get a job at FedEx. At FedEx. Right. <laughs> and, and and then he felt like... He got fired and he came back and shot up the place. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I, I don't funny, know. but it is funny because... I don't know if that's a I don't know a better example of white privilege hmm. and or white entitlement than than that. Hmm. You know, it's almost like when it's almost like when you hear about these school shootings, hmm. these these white kids where they feel entitled or they feel like um they've been done wrong so they should kill everybody. Hmm. You know, that's a you know, to me that that speaks volumes to um entitlement um i i should have been treated better so i'm going to kill everybody hmm. you know um i i am this person and because i'm this person everybody should recognize me and you know if they don't <laughs> then then i'm going to kill everybody i don't know another narcissistic <laughs> way of thinking hmm. you know I mean, and 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 I mean, because I mean, you could feel that way, right, to a certain degree, but when where it becomes problem, 
Well, well, not yeah, and acting on it, but in thinking that everybody should look at you the way you look at yourself—that's narcissism. Hmm. That's narcissistic, you know, behavior. In that, you know, I mean, I could think what I want to think about myself, but I don't even think that much of myself like that. Like I don't, <laughs> you know, you know, like there's no, you won't find accolades of me on Facebook or Instagram. Well, let me not say that. Um, you, If you go to like LinkedIn, you might see me in my um, graduation garden or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, there's nothing, I, I think that I, I think that I intentionally not try to give a lot of feed into um, wanting wanting accolades accolades for hmm. for my for my accomplishments. I I, I think that uh, in the social media feeds that I do have, um, I'm not looking necessarily for for feed as in terms of people saying, "Hey, you know, congratulations," blah 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 blah, but more for um, um, career or job opportunities. Right. Yes, you sir. know, uh, but you know, I I, I, I have to say, I think um, facetiously mm-hmm. that it is a waste of good white privilege. Hmm. If, sure if, if 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 you're born white in this country and you don't do anything with it, I, I and you do think that it is a waste of good white privilege in this country. And, and and I'm saying that facetiously, but I'm also saying that historically, right? And the reason why I'm saying that historically is because if you were born in this country and you look white, even if you weren't white, but you look white, if you were born in the 1920s, you were born in the 1930s, the 1940s, 1950s, the 1960s, right? Mm-hmm. Let's look at all these advantages, 20s, 30s, 40s, 1900s, mm-hmm. right? If you were born a white male, by default, hmm. you had an advantage over every other minority race in the world. That's correct, sir. Right? So if you were born at a time in the 1920s when only white males could do this, in the 1930s when only white males could do this, 1940s when only white males could do this, in the 1950s or the 1960s when only white males could do this and you didn't take advantage, you know, this shit is on you, right? Because that was white privilege. Yes, sir. You know, and so a lot of white men were able to take advantage of that system that was only catered towards white men, mm-hmm. right? So for me, when I study psychology, you know, in order for me to study, a, 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 in order for me to study or pass um, a psychological exam, you know, of, of any kind. I have to study the way white old white men thought. Yes, sir. I have to study Freud, Piaget, Eric Erickson. I like Eric Erickson. He's he's one of my favorites. You know, I'm learning brother. <laughs> but uh, you know, all, all of these people, I all of these are white men, and you you don't get a white woman showing up until like the 1960s with Carol Gill- Gillinder. 
hmm. who who was arguing against Levinson, who was a white male. Hmm. Um, and I'm not sure off the top of my head. I, I if I if the names and things that I can think of when I've been drinking is amazing. <laughs> um, so it speaks volumes that it, it, when I can think of them, mm. even when I'm drinking, it's like wow, I really must know them if I can do that while I'm drinking. Yes, sir. But um, you know, Carol Gilligan was the first white woman who was upset with Levison because she felt like he only dealt with white men, hmm. um, and so she. Um, was the first person to kind of like oppose him hmm. and, and you know and brought the feminist movement into the whole counseling um, hmm. the, the whole counseling arena um, but I was um, I was talking about Levison because I, um, Levison was dealing with men and I'm trying to think um, what perspective what was his theory and it, it escapes him right now mm-hmm. um but I, I know it wasn't more development, but I think it was, I think it was mint like crisis or something like that hmm. um, with, 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 with men. But again, all of, all, all of these people prior to uh, Carol Gillinger, all these men, that, all these psycho theorists, mm-hmm. Carl Rogers, you know, all these people that, that um, came along um, before Carol um, uh, uh, Gillinger, they were all men and they were all white men. Right. And so in, in order for you to pass an exam, you have to study these people, but and then and you have to pass the exam not thinking from your perspective, but thinking hmm. from the perspective of all white men. Hmm. Yes, sir. Indeed. Um, so this guy, Brandon Scott Hall, is dead. And so are eight other people. Um, I'd like to move quickly on, because we're at the 13-minute mark in the second segment. I'd like to move quickly on to, um, speaking of psychology, there is a person on the internet that I sent you a link to his um, video tonight. Um, It was over 10 minutes, so I don't think you even got a chance to look at it. But it was based upon the fact that um, he said he wasn't trying to psychoanalyze um, uh, Derek Chauvin, the man that is on trial for the um, manslaughter and murder of um, George Floyd. But um, he wanted to give his speculative opinion on um, what he observed by watching the video. I thought it was pretty clever the way he formulated his um, uh, thought that he wanted to convey. Um, And um, so I wonder if you would indulge me for a moment. Um, There was a guy that got on the stand before the defense called... um, its case and now it's gone to the jury trial a guy by the name of Barry Broad so that would be the third name tonight that we wanted to address Barry Broad is a a California former police officer who's now started a business of um, 
testifying in such cases where police officers are accused of using excessive force and he testifies mostly on their behalf and in some cases against them, but um, mostly on behalf of police officers charged in such cases um, that they had the right to use excessive force. And in this matter, um, he was, um, Barry Broad was um, on the defense uh, witness list and testified that the force used against George Floyd was justifiable. Now, the uh, prosecution got to cross-examine him, and on cross-examination, it lasted like two or three hours. And this guy just looked like a complete idiot when faced with real questions about what he considered um, justifiable force. Any comments on any of that? <clears throat> I I don't know how to comment to that. <laughs> I mean, it, it it just sounds like you know, it sounds like bringing uh, George Zimmerman to a Klan rally hmm. <laughs> and extolling the virtues of being a Klan. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it, well, that's it's exactly not... what this was, brother. I know you didn't get to see it, but that is exactly what went on for three hours before the defense rested its case. Its case, they only um, brought up witnesses for two days, and ended their case in two days. Where it took two weeks for the prosecution to present their case. Uh, and this is the and this is the case. This of is the George idiot, that, right? And this is the idiot that they brought up. That was the last witness. And he was such an idiot, brother. It it, it would um provoke you to want to choke him. But that is no, not, not the I, way. Well, you know what? Let me tell you. My, my wife took me to dinner tonight, right? <laughs> we have been having some um um distancing, right? And so um she had sent me a text and said, I made reservations for dinner. So, mm -hmm. you know, let's go to dinner. So, you know, <laughs> and so we were having a conversation, you know, to, you know, to, to have conversation. Yes, sir. Um, but while we were there, um, the, the person that was in line before me <laughs> uh, or the, the family that was in, uh, in line ahead of me, mm -hmm. the white woman um, had on a hat that said, uh, 2020, 2020, 2020 rigged or rigged 2020. Hmm. Right. <laughs> so it, it was kind of provoking to me, right? Like, you know, now, she, brother. <laughs> the woman didn't say anything to me, but she did say a lot to me, right? In, in that I felt like you know, woman probably didn't even acknowledge me, right? But to me, wearing that hat, wearing it backwards, and now it's just facing me, <clears throat> was saying a lot to me, right? Was saying to me, like, like, nigga, look at this hat. You know? So, 
in my head, you know, I was thinking a whole lot of things. <laughs> you know, you and wanted to respond. White privilege at that moment when you were feeling these things. <laughs> well, let me tell you. Let, 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 let me tell you what I saw. They showed up at the restaurant, right? And this was a nice, expensive restaurant. <laughs> and they didn't have on masks, hmm. right? At all. But the rest, but <laughs> right. But the restaurant, if you didn't have a mask, the restaurant had a mask for you. Hmm. Right? Maybe you the way. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Now the whole time. She had a, I assume it was a husband, it was a male with her, and she had two kids. <laughs> so in order to, you know, to come in, you know, you had to have reservations or whatever, and, and but they took your temperature, mm-hmm. and then they get, if you didn't have a mask, they gave you a mask, mm-hmm. right? So again, I was feeling invited, <laughs> like this person was inviting me, because she was on FaceTime <laughs> with her mom or whoever the woman was, she was on FaceTime with another white woman. <laughs> And she was, and she was making mockery. Oh, look at the mask they gave me! I gotta wear this mask, you know. And, and, and you know, talking about how they were from South Carolina, and oh, look, you know, I was so irritated in my head, in my mind, right? But but I was monitoring, you know, what I was going through. You know, I was self-examining the whole time. I was like, okay. Um, it's not about you. I know you feel like it is. I know you feel like <laughs> people are tempting you or whatever. Um, but I was, I was feeling some. I was feeling provoked, you know, um, you know, during this time because I was like, I mean, first of all, who wear, who freaking wears a hat like that, right? <laughs> you, 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 yeah, I don't know. You know, you, yeah, but right, you, you know what? It, it, it's almost provoking as. Remember that time I told you that story when I lived in New York <laughs> and I worked, I was working in Long Island City mm-hmm. and I had, and I bought this, this necklace <laughs> and on the, on the front of it, it had the face of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and then on, on the back of it, it had the days of the white man of numbers and I would wear that, I would wear it to work on Fridays because you can dress down on Fridays and, and, and I remember wearing it to work yes, sir. On, on a, on a Friday and I remember this white guy named Wes. Right. I worked at this, it was like a printing company I worked for. And I remember him looking at the, um, but the nerve of him, really, honestly, I think about, think back about it, for him to, to grab it. But he grabbed it and, was, and, and, was, and looked at the, you know, Honorable Elijah Muhammad and was like, and then he turned it around. And then he read out loud. The days of the white man are numbered, and he, and he looked at me right, like really. And, and I was so arrogant at the time. I was like, look back at him. I was like, like and, you know, I didn't say it verbally, but I was like, yeah, cracker. You know, like that's that was my thought process. <laughs> no sympathy for the devil, brother. Yeah, right. <laughs> so wait a minute, what happened? Did- <laughs> Did you have feelings of choking, uh, Karen? <laughs> I didn't have feelings of of, of choking. Um, did you want to slap that hat over her head? I, know. I did want to take the hat off, <laughs> or or at least I did want to verbally com- confront. <laughs> I, I did. You ended up that. in the paper, brother. <laughs>
Yeah, but I, 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 you know, I would not have. Right. I, I would not have. Right. But I, and but that's did, what we're but did talking I, about tonight. The fact but did that I have those feelings? We know better. Not to, we can all have these um, thoughts in our head, no matter what they are. We're, we're free to think, but we're we're not stupid enough to go ahead and act on those thoughts. And this guy, Brandon Scott Hall. Although he was only 19 and was very impulsive at that age, um, knew something about his white privilege that um, would make this okay. Something yeah, in his psyche told him that this was okay. This would be an okay way to end his life. And I don't want to wish to make fun of or, or somehow... Um, not appreciate the the severity of of suicide and those irrational thoughts that we have before we commit the act but um i thought there was an additional um something in his psyche that justified these mass shootings and um it's it's culpable in all cases like this where white men uh, return to a place where they where they felt harm or hurt, or just being ignored, and shoot up a place. Yeah, um, yeah, bro. But a, a lot of that though has a lot has a lot to do with how you are being socialized and how you're right. being raised and how you can be <clears throat> in the world. And that's where the white yeah. privilege comes in. Yeah, they could do that. Now, do that. I wanted to bring up one more case, and we're running out of time. I wanted to end this at the 30-minute mark, and that'll be our first um, part of what I'll publish as one podcast. So that'll have 50 minutes in it. We're at the 26-minute mark in DFN Universe. And the one other case that I wanted to bring up... Um, just by me and you conversating, I, um, I just remembered there was a case in um, Nashville, Tennessee. A high school student, a black student, was shot and killed for having a gun in school by the campus police, high school campus police. Um, three days after the killing of this uh, black student because he is alleged to have shot at the cop in the leg and that is why they shot and killed him. Well, he did an autopsy on this young black student and um, they also removed the bullet from the campus, uh, uh, white campus or police officer's leg. Come to find out, that the leg was shot with a bullet that was not from the gun that the high school student had. I hope I didn't lose you. It's kind of confusing story. They don't know where the bullet came from that he was shot with. And so now there's outrage in Nashville, Tennessee, wanting to know what happened to this young black man. You got 
two and a half minutes if you'd like to comment on that. <laughs> I, uh, honestly, bro, I don't know how to respond to that. Do you see Red Hat? <laughs> so, so you, 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 I'm just, I'm confused. You're saying that there was a black student that had a gun, right. took a gun to school. Right. And they confronted and him. And they confronted him. And then he got shot. No, no. He shot at the police during the, the confrontation. Um, so during that con- confrontation, they considered him a threat to the school and to their persons and shot and killed him. Um, the okay. officer went to the hospital, got the bullet removed, and the bullet went into evidence, and now the bullet comes back. It wasn't, didn't even come from the um, the gun of the high school student. The high school student did shoot at them, but the bullet that went into the um, two officers that tried to um, corral the young black student with the gun, um, one of them got shot in the leg, and the bullet is not from the the gun of the assailant, the black student. So that's where the story ends. Big mystery as to how the officer got shot in the leg and how did they justify killing him. I don't know. Uh, honestly, that sounds much to do about nothing. In in that... Um, I I don't see that case any different from every other black um, person or child that has gotten killed hmm. by a police officer. Why um, the white people that do that that turn themselves in um, can get arrested without incident? Yeah, I I mean I, I don't know, bro. I, I again. Um, that sounds like par for the course. Hmm. Indeed. And we are at the 30-minute mark in DFN University. We're going to end this first segment and come back with our third and final round and perhaps a bonus round because we're early. We are at 3.15 a.m. in DFN University. And after we um, close out... Give me three minutes to process this, brother, and I'll call you right back. Dedication to Black Rob, MF Doug, and Dr. Moore. Peace to the universe. Oh, yeah.